magic and magical people, the unnatural order is all around us. There are white witches, black witches, demons, vamps, werewolves, shapeshifters, ghosts. It's a protoplasmic party of creature features out there. But unless you know where to look, you won't find them. I know where to look. My name is Harry Strange. It's been said that today's magic is tomorrow's science. My name is Carmen Strega, and I live in the gray place between science and magic. Until about four months ago, I was working with a very special private investigator named Harry Strange. He was more than a P.I. He was the favorite. The favorite of who or what? I wasn't sure, but I was getting closer. I've spent the last four months looking for Strange. Three days ago, I received a call about my partner. But let's start at the beginning. The last time I saw Harry, we had been searching for the Stones of Solomon in a sub-basement of an abbey in upstate New York. A troll of a warlock and his little band of deformed freaks captured us. I don't remember a lot. Harry saved me, I saved Harry. The warlock threw a knife at me, and I felt my side catch on fire. After that, everything swims out of focus. When I woke up, Harry was gone. But he did leave a note. What is it with guys and notes? My college boyfriend left me a note saying he had left me for his roommate. Took me years to get over that. Harry's note said basically the same thing, except for the roommate thing. Harry was so hetero it was painful sometimes. Not that I was complaining. I woke up on my couch, unsure of how I got there. I sat up and felt my side. The place where Kay's dagger hit me was smooth. No wound anywhere. I felt my side, stomach, and hips. Nothing. I knew that Kay hit me, because there was blood on my shirt, but no corresponding injuries. I called out, Harry! No response. I sat up. My side was sore. I moved gingerly. On the coffee table in front of me was a note. Dear Carmen, since you are reading this... I assume you're doing better than when I left you. I'm not sure what Kay told you about my assistant, Luna. I'll tell you this. She died because to let her live would have spelled the end for all of humanity. These are the choices the favorite gets to make. You asked when I would start acting like the favorite? I always do. I never know if my next decision will cause Armageddon or kill those close to me. You may be a little hazy on the details, so here's what happened. As you activated the scepter, Kay threw my dagger of Yago at us. It missed me and hit you in your left side. Kay had a good arm, a dagger stuck in your side up to the hilt. You were in a bad way and I didn't know what to do. I pulled out the dagger and blood started flowing out of you like wine from a broken bottle. I used the shroud the scepter was wrapped in to control the blood flow. Now, I've seen many strange things, but this, Carmen... Oh. First, there was the smell of burning skin, and then your wound sealed itself. Everything seemed good. Now it's time to do another favorite-like thing. It's been a great couple of years, but this is where our partnership ends. Things are going to get dark, darker than usual, and I'm going to have some epic choices to make. You can't be involved in that. 
I know you're stubborn, so by the time you get this, my office will be sealed and I'll be working out of a different location. Please, Carmen, do yourself a favor and just let me go. I'll reach out to you if I think it's safe. Be careful, Harry. P.S. I took your Pop-Tarts and a couple of those little head-splitting gadgets from your lab. I cut through the police tape and unlocked the door to Harry's office. There was a musty smell, like a basement that hasn't been used in a while. The light on the answering machine was flashing, and the number indicator read 45. What I was looking for was not on the answering machine. The scribbles on his desk blotter were mostly indecipherable. There was something about Trail's End, but I couldn't make out the date. That would make sense, though. If Harry was going to leave, he would go home, back to where it started. Excuse me. I looked up and saw a dapper young man looking back at me. He was rocking the suit and tie he cut quite a profile. From the looks of his hair and shoes, I was guessing he was either a lawyer or banker, which, knowing Harry's bookkeeping skills, couldn't be good. May I help you? I, I do hope so, miss. Uh, I've left several messages on your answering machine. Is your boss in? My boss? The young man seemed distressed, so I would let that assumption slide until later. Harry's out at the moment. Perhaps I can help you. I don't know, miss. Doctor. Actually, Dr. Carmen Strega. I'm Harry's partner. I offered my hand and he took it. He was definitely a white-collar worker. His hands were as smooth as porcelain. Dr. Strega, my name is Clay Bandorf. I need your help. I know that you and Harry Strange handle unique cases that share otherworldly characteristics. You and your partner are my last hope. I, I, I don't even know where to start. I dated a girl in the mid-90s. She said she was a witch. I didn't believe her. Everyone was either a witch or some type of metaphysical god back then. I think she has come back for me. Slow down, big boy. Let's work through this. Start at the beginning. Layla and I met in 1993. She was hot. She was unbelievably hot. This woman just oozed sex and- Mr. Blandorf, I get it. She was hot. Let's move this along. What was her profession? She had just graduated law school, and she was working in the public defender's office when we met. Where did you meet? A nightclub called the Strawberry Patch. She was the hottest woman in there. I know. You made that clear. I'm not being hyperbolic or imagining her beauty. Layla drew men to her the way a flame draws moths. She told me later it was an attraction spell. <sighs> Let's try this a different way. Tell me what happened to make you think that she's returned. She sent me a note. A dead woman gave you a note? Yes, two. The one at the diner, and then one the other day. Do you have them with you? I have the first one. The second one was complicated. What do you mean by complicated? About six months ago, my fiancé Becky and I were having dinner at the diner. Which diner? The Trails End Diner in Nebraska. Trails End? Nebraska? You came here from Nebraska? We've been trying to call you and your partner for weeks. I flew out here yesterday. Becky is staying with a friend. How did you hear about Harry? One of the waitresses said she knew a guy who could help us. She's a friend of Becky's. Okay. Fine. The note. As I said... 
Becky and I were in the Trails End Diner discussing our wedding when I swore I saw a woman who looked like Layla. I practically choked on my omelet. I followed the woman to her seat. Of course it wasn't Layla. I went into the men's room to compose myself, and this was on the mirror. Dear All Choked Up Clay. Hello, babe. I bet you're surprised to hear from me. You shouldn't be, though. I told you I always get what I want. And I still want you. A little thing like the veil of death is not going to stop me. You cannot believe how lonely it gets over here. I thought I was lonely when you left me. Ha! I didn't know the meaning of the word. I still cry myself to sleep remembering the good times you and I shared. Just in case you're wondering. I took care of the drunk driver who killed me. You'd be surprised the little tricks I've learned over here. I won't go into detail, but I will say that some parts of a man are a lot harder to pull off than one would think. I see you and little Miss Becky are still together. How quaint. I am surprised that you are planning marriage. You are too self-centered to ever love anyone the way you love yourself. Darling, I must see you again. We have to talk about your wedding plans. What do you say we meet next Friday night at the Strawberry Patch? Just for the fun of it, let's say midnight. And Clay, darling, don't stand me up. You know how I get if I'm stood up. All my love. L. I had pulled the newspaper archive and looked for the drunk driver's name. His wife found him dead in his bathroom. He had castrated himself. Was that the official cause of death? Yes. You think it was Layla? The number of documented self-castrations is rare. It takes a motivated man to do that to himself. Plus there was this photograph. Ew. That's nasty. Look near his foot. In the blood. I don't see. Oh, wait. Is that... She signed it with the same single letter she signed the note with? The letter L? Yes, it looks like a smear in the blood until you compare it with these letters she sent me while she was still alive. That doesn't necessarily prove that these are from the same person. May I use your laptop? Certainly. This was on Becky. Oh my god! I will book the next flight to Trail's End. I'll contact you when I land. I was in Trail's End the next morning. A car took me to the home shared by Clay and Becky. Becky's brother, Glenn Sharp, was also there. These cuts are terribly deep, Becky. I'm not a medical doctor, but I would recommend stitches. I don't think I could easily explain this, Dr. Strega. No, I suppose not. Well, let's try this. It's a mixture of ointment and some very special herbs. I think you'll be bikini-ready by next summer. Now, one of you walk me through what happened. I... I don't think I could. That leaves you, Mr. Sharp. Please, call me Glenn. My sister fell asleep on the couch about three. I guess I was around four when I heard her screaming. I followed her screams into the bedroom. When I got there, Becky was hanging two feet up on the wall. Her shirt was up, and those words were being sliced into her. What did you do? I tried to pull Becky off the wall, and each time I was pushed away. 
The third time was when that psycho slashed my face. Glenn tilted his head back, and I could see a gash running from the bottom of his jaw to his jugular vein. You got off easy. If Layla had wanted you dead, she'd have sliced your throat. Becky, may I see your wounds one more time? Carved neatly into her stomach were the words of the second note. Don't stand me up again. Midnight tonight, L. They were fresh and they were real, and they weren't self-inflicted. Hello? What? Where is this strawberry patch? It was torn down years ago. It's just a field now. Was that where Layla was killed? No, her accident happened on the other side of town. I don't know where the exact spot is. It used to be a back road. Now it's an industrial complex. Warehouses and such. Sorry, guys. I have to run to the office. Invoices to sign or people don't get paid. I'll call you to let you know where we are. Thanks. Dr. Stragan, nice meeting you. We go to the warehouses about an hour after they close. If you want to get rid of a ghost, you need to go to the place where they became a ghost. The strawberry patch is useless to us. No! Excuse me? I mean, I, I just think that after what happened to Becky, we should do what Layla says. Do you now? How many ghosts, exactly, have you dealt with? I understand what you're saying, Dr. Strega, but, well, I think she was very clear about what she wanted us to do. I'm afraid that she may cut me again if we don't do exactly as she asked. I understand, Becky. The only thing we would be able to do at the Strawberry Patch is trap her, contain her until we can get to the actual spot. With all due respect, Dr. Strega, you're not the one who had an appointment carved into your belly. Okay. We go to the accident site first, then we go to the strawberry patch. And you both need to understand that when we get started, you do exactly what I tell you when I tell you. And one of you needs to relay that message to Glenn, okay? Good. Becky, I would love to meet your friend at the diner. The one who recommended Harry? Oh, um, I don't think she's working today. Hello, it's me. Debbie, it's Glenn. I'm here. What did you need? Oh, that's odd. No one is here. Maybe Debbie put the papers on my desk. Strange that everyone has left already. Nothing here. I'll call her. Hey! Leave those lights on. I am still here. Hey, damn it! Turn those lights on! Ouch! Crap. Stupid Ottoman. Hey, you! Housekeeping staff! Sir? Can you turn those lights back on for me? I'm trying to work. Are you, sir? Am I what? Trying to work. Haven't you been distracted with other things lately? What is your name? <laughs> hey, don't walk away from me. I'm talking to you. You had a pet name for me. Don't you remember? I believe you called me Psycho Bitch. What? Who are you? Look into my eyes, Glenn Sharp. You know who I am. No. It can't be. 
You're dead. Stay away from me. Stay away! What's wrong? Scared I might use your chest as a billboard? Maybe a little gender reassignment is in order. No! No! You're on the sixth floor, Glenn. What are you going to do? Jump? It's a shame I didn't meet you first, heartbreaker. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I think you do. How many women have you slept with and then never called again? Fifty? Sixty? A hundred? Get away from me. I don't know what you are talking about. Yes, you do. You left a trail of broken hearts throughout the Tri-City area. So what if I did? Why should you care? You're right. I don't care. I don't even care that you called me a psycho bitch. I mean, let's face it. There are times when I've gone a little... off the rails. But there is one thing I was never sure about. When did you introduce Clay to Becky? That was a long time ago, Layla. I don't really remember... Oh, come on now, Glenn. Don't make me have to jar your memory. Ouch! Why did you cut me? It's easy, really. Just... answer... the question. Okay. Stop. You were still dating, okay? I introduced her to him while you were still dating. I see. Remember what I said about not caring? Yes. I lied. What? We have a deal. Not with you. Goodbye, Glenn. Too bad about your heart. <coughs> I'm... 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 You're having a heart attack. Then the coup de grace will be you falling six flights. Crushing your skull, vertebrae, chest cavity. They're going to be scooping you up with a spoon in a couple of hours. Why are you doing this? Because you were right. I am a psycho bitch. Time to fly, Glenn. No! Do you know the general area? I don't want to wander around this place all night. I think it's somewhere in this area, but possibly over there. So you don't know? I don't like this. If Layla knows why we're here, she may start carving me again. Shh, Beck. I don't think we have to worry about that. After all, we have Dr. Strago with us. Everything is going to be just right. Correct, Carmen Strago? Correct, Clay Blandorf. Is there any reason why you keep saying my name like we're in a radio drama? I don't know what you mean, Dr. Strega. Excuse me. Hello? Do you smell something? No. Oh, wait, I do. Like something burning. Clay, are you okay? Clay, you look like you should sit down. Honey, what's wrong? Glenn's dead. He fell out of his office window. What? That doesn't make sense. It wasn't suicide. Layla killed him. We need to get to work here, quickly. Why would Layla do anything to him? He wasn't involved with her. You're dealing with a ghost. A minor demon. Layla cut your fiancé. Why not kill Becky's brother and your best friend? Because she wasn't supposed to hurt anyone else. Becky, watch what you say. What does that mean? She wasn't supposed to hurt anyone else. 
Someone better tell me what's going on. Fine. I'm on the next flight out of here. No, Dr. Strega, please. You can't leave. Becky. She needs to know. What do I need to know? Look who is waking up. Don't try to speak, little witch. You are limited to a whisper. You'll find the psychic bonds quite tight. There isn't any escaping this. I don't doubt you are already putting together what happened, but because it was such a, dare I say, devilish plan, let me fill in any missing parts. Clay? Becky? What's that? Yes, Clay and Becky are safe. They're to be commended for their fine work. You see, if it weren't for them, you wouldn't be here. And if you weren't here, there wouldn't be any reason for your hairless monkey partner, Harry Strange, to try to rescue you. And if he doesn't rescue you, how am I going to get the Stones of Solomon? It's amazing who you scared little monkeys will turn to when faced with your mortality. They were scared of one little ghost. I offered to fix it for them, but they had to get you here. They were so willing to get Layla out of their lives, they never asked what we wanted you for, or what we would do to you once we had you. That's not true. We didn't think anything... Correct. You didn't think. Our deal is done. You delivered the little witch to us. You are now free of Layla. You may go. Really? Just like that? What about Dr. Strega? That's not a concern of yours. She's here! You said she couldn't hurt us. She cannot. What are you doing here, Shade? Be gone. You have no authority over me. Clay and Becky will be dead before they leave the parking lot. And there is nothing you or any other pig-headed demon can do to stop me. You dare speak to me, Lord Uganar, third provost of the Naf demons, with such insolence? You, who are little more than a fallen hairless ape, let this be a lesson that all should tremble before the might of me. Existence not! Where did she go? She's gone. Forever. Our business is done. Now, little witch, while we wait for your master to arrive, there's a little something I want to give to you. Look closely at my face. Do you see this scar? This is what your master did to me the last time we met. It's only fair that I return the favor. Nagar Fatar! I am certain that you and Harry Strange have a link, and I have no doubt that once he feels some of your pain, he will be here to save you. There isn't a link. For your sake, I hope that isn't true. Or not. The longer it takes for Strange to get here, the longer we have to become friends. Observe. The scythe will cut clean, but the barbed wire... Well, that will leave a scar. Nothing too damaging. Harry has to believe there is enough of you left to save. But you'd be surprised some of the ways we know of to inflict pain on hairless monkeys. Before we begin, though, perhaps you care to tell me where the stones are. You think Harry will give you the stones of Solomon in exchange for me? I wouldn't let him even if he did. 
which he won't. The stones will never be in the hands of the Nelfs. I can promise you that. And I am not the favorite. I love the sound of human females screaming. Clay, we must do something. What do you suggest? Those are real demons in there. Did you see their heads? They look like giant pigs. This is our fault. They're torturing her because of us. I know. What do you suggest? Something. Anything. They're killing her. You know we'll die if we go back in there. Can you live with what we did if we don't? Let's go. Breathe, little witch. That was just the warm-up. The real game begins now. Narg Daga! The chains of Noctar, forged in the deepest recesses of Nalftong, they're sharp enough to slice through human bones, yet coarse enough to rip through your flesh. The agony you feel will have you longing for death. Please, don't do this. What witchery is this? They set her on fire! It burns! I'm burning! No, this can't be! She is just a human! How can she have the fire of the shroud? My demons, get out! Did you see those two demon things? They just caught fire and disappeared. The main one! He's opened some kind of door! He's getting away with the other demons! The fire's too hot! I can't get near Carmen! Maybe if we hit the sprinkler. Look, the fire's dying down. What? <laughs> I was burning! Careful, Clay. My bag. What? Get my bag. I... We need to get out of here. You can't move. You were just on fire. I don't know what just happened to me, but I know the Nelfs will come back. We have to salt the doorway and get out of here. Just stick with the story, you'll be fine. Don't mention anything about demons and they won't haul you in. I'm leaving. Never call Harry or me again. Carmen, I want to thank you for saving us. You don't have permission to speak to me. Next time you have a problem like this, call Ghostbusters. Because I won't be here to help you. But Carmen... Not a word, toots. What you did was despicable. You offered another human to demons to save yourselves. If you don't mind me saying, Dr. Strega, you need to step off your high horse. We came back for you. What would you do if the roles were reversed? What would you do to save someone you loved? Moral relativism is not a good way to live your life. So we should have died for you? No, you should have told me the truth. Maybe Glenn would still be alive. We've never seen such evil before and- Not another word. You'll get my bill. This is Dr. Strega. Hi, you don't remember me, uh, but my, my name is Susie. Uh, a couple of years ago, you and your boyfriend helped me out with the Nightfall police. What? I can't hear you. We have a bad connection. I'm sorry, your, your boyfriend is dead, I think. Well, mostly dead. He seems to be healing in front of us. What? Harry's dead? What did you say? We left him at uh, 29.47.22.71 North by 
207.53 West. It's an island by St. Augustine, Florida. Send me a text. I can barely hear you. That was three days ago. Now, I'm standing on a charter off the island that Susie's GPS coordinates led me to. The captain asked me twice if this was correct. According to his charts, this island was where the CDC used to destroy infectious animals. From where I stood on the forward deck, this was a beautiful place, lush forest and blue water. But the caller said she was Susie, formerly of Night Falls, currently of Jacksonville. I was taking a leap of faith. This wasn't another Nalf trap. Over there, pointing to the area that appeared to be the closest to the area on the GPS. When we got on shore, I looked around for any signs that Harry had been here. The carcasses of two large dogs were near a tree close to the beach. There were several sticks nearby, but none of them were large enough to have split a dog's head in half. The boatmate made a shooting motion with his thumb and forefinger. I didn't think these dogs had been shot. We found some cloth around a tree. A few feet into the overgrowth, we found another dog whose head was cracked open like a walnut. I told the boatmate to bring my bag and any weapons they had. This was definitely the work of Harry Strange and one of my... What did Harry call it? A little head-cracking device? Glad to see the sonic spurt survived its first field test. When the boatmate returned, we radioed the captain and told him to be ready to fire up the engines at any time. If we were going to be facing what I thought was on this island, I wanted this guy ready to go on a moment's notice. Tonight's episode, Harry Strange 112, Layla, was written and directed by Tony Serechia and produced by Brianne Ahern. All material is copyrighted by Tony Serechia and used with his permission. Featured in tonight's cast were Sylvia Galan, Kellen Stennett, Ellie Hirschman, Casey Morgan, Christine White, Dennis Coburn, Paul Rothschild, and Laura Post. Harry's opening theme music was written and performed by Lance Hogan and is copyrighted by Lance Hogan and used with his permission. Contact Lance at his email, H-A-U-G-A-N-L at yahoo.com. Incidental music was written and performed by Kevin McLeod and is copyrighted by Kevin McLeod and used with his permission. Visit Incompetech.com for more of Kevin's music. To keep up with the latest news and information on everyone's favorite private investigator, visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash harrystrangeradio. Send your questions, comments, and suggestions to producer at harrystrange.com. For the Harry Strange Radio Drama, I'm Joanne Pruden. Good night.